0: on the rise in the Middle East as Iran's Revolutionary Guard fires a missile targeting a replica of a U.S. aircraft carrier. Iranian state television reported the missile was fired from a helicopter in a military exercise in the Strait of Hormuz. Well, joining us with more on this and the growing threat of China's alliance with Iran is retired Brigadier General Robert Spalding. General Spalding is a senior fellow at the Hudson Institute. General Spalding, it's good to see you again. So is this missile drill just more blustering and propaganda from Iran, or how concerned should we be about it?
1: Well, I think we're going to see more of these um, as we move deeper into the Cold War with China. Of course, they recently signed last week a strategic agreement with Iran. I assume they're going to do something similar with Russia and other authoritarian regimes going forward. The world's resolving into more of a bipolar arrangement where the democracies are all united around the united states that was evident from the decision the uk made with regard to huawei and then the other countries the authoritarian regimes around china so i think this is part of a pattern of behavior we're going to see quite a lot in the future well on that we've received
0: reports that china has entered into an agreement with iran to provide 400 billion dollars to the Islamic Republic in exchange for discounted oil concessions and military access to an Iranian island in the Persian Gulf known as Kish Island. What does that mean for the United States, the Middle East and the Strait of
1: Hormuz? Well I think it means a lot for the Chinese because they get discounted oil and of course it means a lot for Iran because they get out from under the US sanctions. I think this is going to be an economic, a financial, a science and technology and data war uh, with the, the authoritarian regimes. You know, Kai-Fu Lee says that China's goal is to be the Saudi Arabia of data. So we're going to see a world much more focused on information systems and data and artificial intelligence than oil was in the 20th century.
0: Well, then how should the United States respond to the growing alliance between Iran and China?
1: Well, we're already doing it. We're strengthening our alliances with our allies and partners more in the economic, financial, and informational realm. We already have strong security ties. I think we need to rebuild the industrial base of the United States. We need to secure Americans' data, both companies and individuals, from hacking from China and other authoritarian regimes. And we really need to inspire democracies to begin to grow economically again. We've been so invested. In helping China grow, an authoritarian regime that's intent on oppressing its people and suppressing democratic principles abroad, now we need to really invest in our relationship with democracies. And I think the Secretary of State is really doing that. And and, he sh- and it showed with the decision by the UK.
0: And the diplomatic dispute between the United States and China, of course, the consulate's closed over Chinese spies in Houston. Uh, China expert Gordon Chang compared China to. 1930s Japan, he warns about Beijing's dangerous activities against the U.S. military. So your
1: thoughts on that? Well, I think one of the things we need to keep in mind is what happened at the end of World War II, and that is the uh, creation of nuclear weapons. So nuclear weapons make actual war very, very risky between um, nation states in the current era. And so China is a nuclear power. The United States is a nuclear power. Neither side wants to see their citizens or their cities destroyed i think it's going to be much more focused on the economic financial science and technological and informational aspects of competition that's where the new battlefields of the 21st century are going to be
0: fought on do you have concerns about them influencing the upcoming election the chinese hacking in
1: oh no question they're already influenced our society You know, you have Antifa and BLM that are very much Marxist organizations. They may not have the same ideology of the Chinese Communist Party, but they share the same disdain for democracies and free trade. And so we're going to have to instruct and educate the American people on the danger of foreign influence and also inside influence that would have us move away from our principles of democracy and free trade and rule of law and civil liberties and human rights. So, General,
0: several U.S. military experts have told me that when it comes to China, it doesn't really matter who wins the presidency in November because the Chinese Communist Party is going to continue to influence countries, move into markets, expand its military around the world. Short of war, then what can we do to slow or stop China?
1: It's really about protecting data. We need to lock down our internet. We need to protect the American people from being hacked, from being influenced through the internet. We need to promote our own industry, we need to promote our own economy, invest in America. We need to stop spending hundreds of billions of dollars in the way that we're spending them in the Department of Defense. We need to focus on a military that can deter conflict, while at the same time building up our economic and industrial base, and really the science and technology prowess that we enjoyed a dominance with in the, during the first Cold War.
0: Okay, a big task ahead. Hudson Institute Senior Fellow, retired Brigadier General Robert Spaulding, always good to talk to you, sir. Thank you for your time. Thank you.